A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. the no-name guy in the pack, the filler, the nobody, the guy just happy to be in the race. Hi. It's also the baddest mother podcast on the internet, hosted by has-beens who think they know something about bikes, training, and just about everything else. If you want to be a part of the show... Shoot them an email at info at packfiller.com or follow their asses on Facebook, Twitter, or even watch the show if you're into that. And now sit back, open a cold one, and tune in to another episode of the Packfiller Podcast. You know what? The funny thing is, is actually, I think this is going to be the. Remember the the huge thing we had about the theme a couple weeks ago? Well, God, a couple months ago. We haven't done this show in a while, but uh, yeah, I've already got a new theme in the works. Yeah, we've got a, a proud listener who's actually going to contribute. Um, actually, a professional, far more professional theme than um, 
our crew in-house here are doing. But uh, there you go. There you go. Hey, it's an ABM show because it's too damn close to the tour. Hey, everybody, spring break is over, um, which is usually the big gap you always notice in this broadcast from uh, May and June. Life gets crazy. We get busy. We usually take a little vacation. But summer is here uh, big time. I am Pat Bulger in the Pack Filler Studios. You know what? You know, you want to know the funny thing is? Is when I say I'm in the Pack Fuller Studios, you, you guys know that that this is this is my house, right? Yeah, you probably do. And um, and all last year, I think, uh, well, all last summer, I know at least I was posting a whole bunch of stuff about about the work being done on the on the studio, on things like that happening, and getting all new location and digs for us when we do the show. And um, actually, I am now officially in that room. And I, as I said earlier, that I don't know why a lot of you guys are begging for uh, video uh, you know, submissions from this show. And uh, so that's what, that's what we're, that's where I'm sitting right now. I'm not running video right now because I'm all by myself and nobody wants to sit here and just look at my sorry ass. But um, uh, that, I look forward to that. We're going to be doing some of that stuff here. Um, summer's here, as I said, big time. Speaking of big, thanks to the show's sponsors. Our, uh, sh- big thanks to those guys. You guys have been around with us for a while and staying consistent. Of course, the Sufferfest uh, crew over at the Sufferfest just got finished with a writing camp at the UCI friggin' headquarters. And um, I still think, personally... They need uh, they need some sort of a media guy who says um a lot and um, 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 follows along on their tours and trips and and provides some sort of a input you know something something to give back. In other words, you guys should make me you guys should pay for me to come on those trips because it really sounds cool. Um, so what a cool thing from them Sufferfest. I uh, got to finish all that. By the way, is open for anybody. So uh, check out their website thesufferfest.com or actually just go through our site first because you know that's what's cool also thanks to elephant bike bicycles and uh, the great glenn copas who actually kicked my ass in the sprint just this last week in the mountain bike series finale uh way to go glenn he's been hey he was i i personally think it was a personal vendetta that he had against me in some way shape or form because he's been He's been breathing down my neck over the last several weeks of the series, and he finally caught me and beat me. And um, I'm upset with him. But um, Glenn's a sponsor of the show, so i got to keep talking about him. Speaking of which, in our video studio, you, you'll be able to see his, his, his work of art, the cross bike that he built for me. Oh, man, what did I do there? A little dirty. A little scratch. A little scratch on the bike. Yeah, that's our backdrop. Uh, we've got uh, the elephant cyclocross bike, gravel grinder bike in the background. So um, uh, Glenn sent me a, a little bit of a press packet the other day on his most recent endeavor, the National Forest Explorer model. I know what you're thinking. No, it's not. It's actually pretty dang cool. Let me try and bring it up here. Um, he's He's producing multiple versions of this bike because it's just, it's pretty cool looking, and I'll just read you straight from his site. This is um, ideal bike for long days of spirited riding on dirt roads, which I'll be talking about here. I did a dirt road ride the other day. Uh, destined to carry a small load over the wheel uh, for day supplies. It also handles uh, well with low rider with low riders and rear saddlebag for overnighting. So basically, you just hold a whole lot of gear and things like that. It's an adventure bike. Um, 
uh, or a gravel grinder that he that there's he put in quotation marks here but this is a lighter responsive kind of a bike made for those types of things it's a pretty cool bike go check it out um elephantbikes.com uh click on the stock page and you'll be able to see something with uh the national forest explorer pretty cool bike um someday maybe we'll get one in here and we can test it out and see what's going on or just take a look at it and things like that uh so big thanks to those two main sponsors of course uh road id is still one of our sponsors but our big 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 friends are the Sufferfest and elephant bikes all right as i said abm i'm all by myself no mark here but um that's going to hopefully be changing we'll get him in i think next week into the studio but with july being just around the corner um in fact some of you might very well be listening to this in july and that means one thing yep tour de france time and uh you know i've been I've been thinking about uh, the tour preview shows that we've done over the past. Um, I don't know about you, but I've been reading a whole bunch of stuff up on the tour. I've been, um, I always try to get myself excited for it. I'm in a little bit of a lull right now with my um, excitement towards pro cycling for obvious reason. But ever since this show began, I've, I've sat down in front of a microphone, provided you guys with names, teams, stats, predictions, basically the same friggin' thing you read online, you read in magazines. Or you listen to on other podcasts. You probably have your predictions in. You probably know what's going on. And you probably know the teams that are involved. Considering the race is, is just a week away when I'm recording the show. So why would I continue to give you all of that information over and over again? In other words, I'm making the decision. I'm not going to do that this year. I'll just go with the good and the bad things about the biggest race in the world. And I'm going to talk about those things for a little bit. And then and then hopefully as the tour progressive, uh, progressive, progresses, I'll be able to maybe shoot some updates, some podcasts out there, maybe get somebody online who knows a little bit more about the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, it's weird. I don't know about you guys. Are you, I, like I said earlier, I'm in kind of a lull with pro cycling right now. Um, and hopefully this will be a tour that will wake me up. Um, there are some things I look forward to. Uh, let's let's look at them. The sprint stages, of course. Uh, awesome way to start out three weeks of bike racing, bumping lead outs, failed attacks. And let's be honest, more drama from men than we hear in a pit, cro- a pit row at a NASCAR race. There's all the all the drama, the behind the scenes stuff. The, the you know somebody pushed me, somebody leaned, leaned against me. I love that stuff. Um, I'm going to be rooting, as usual, against Mark Cavendish, so sorry about all my friends who are Mark Cavendish fans. It's just I can't stand his smug, mumbling attitude. He's, he's, he's a good sprinter, but I'm, I'm going to be – I just he bugs me. And it also bugs me how much Phil and Paul just worship the ground he walks on. I'm pretty sure Phil and Paul know the state of his prostate. They've got their head so far up his ass. Um, so – I, I I just naturally root against him. Probably a nice guy, but I don't. He just. I'm going to be rooting for Peter Sagan mainly because I think he's funny. Um, he's probably going to be riding with a little bit of very little help, and I want his team director to basically eat a big bag of dicks. I think Oleg. I think Tinkoff is a true billionaire douchebag. Think of him as the Donald Trump of cycling. We should just do that. Just start referring to him as the Donald 
of cycling because he just he fits that bill. Just half the shit that comes out of his face, I just wonder how long until the demise of of the sport. Um, without Kittle, Marcel Kittle being there, things are going to be a bit of miss in the sprints, but perhaps uh, some of the Katusha guys be able to bring out their spring form, quote-unquote, uh, to the table. I love the sprint stages. I love it early on. I'd like to see Tyler Ferrer do something because he's he's back. He's back in the tour with um, MTN Quebec. Um, you know, outside shot, let's be honest. But, um, you know, that should be – it'd be kind of cool to see something from him. Um, and let's be honest, the crashes are kind of an exciting part of the tour. I know it's morbid, but um, it's fun – when things are getting dicey and stuff like that. I don't want riders hurt, but I, I don't mind when they when they fall down sometimes. Um, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the fact that there are several potential winners of the of the race. We've got a pretty wide open contention. I know that people probably say that before each tour every year. Well, there's so many guys who can win it. Um but I'd like to see it open up. I'd like to see a lot more than just one or two potential winners. What do we got? We got good old stem stare himself. Froomey's back. By the way, he did. Did you see that he missed an out of competition te- uh, competition test recently? Yeah. Cue the sigh right there. Um, hopefully. God, I'm so tired of talking about drugs. Uh, speaking of other kind con- can. You know, people who could potentially win it. Giro winner. Connoisseur of a good steak dinner. Stupid Pistolero himself, Contador. Um, says he's going to, you know, try and go for a win. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody do a Giro Tour a double since Marco Pantani. And we all know what was potentially running through his bloodstream at that time. So, um, I don't know. I guess even though... Contador's had a checkered pass. It'd be cool to see somebody win a Giro Tour double again. Um, who else? Uh, leader of the Lollipop Guild himself, uh, Nairo Quintana. I just say that because he's a little guy. He's a little guy. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's going to win it, but I think he could be. He could make it exciting. Uh, TJ, really? Yes, TJ um, came alive recently at the Dopine, so that should be kind of cool to see something maybe from TJ. I don't think he's going to win it, but we'll see. And, of course, returning winner and member of the, let's be honest, the shittiest team since Gavis, Bianchi, Vincenzo, Nibali. I I don't care. I'm so – God, this is a negative podcast. I am so tired of Astana at this point that I just want him to lose. I mean, even if Nibali's clean – I mean, he hasn't been caught yet, so should we give him the benefit of the doubt? God, here I am talking about drugs again. It's it, That's why I'm so down. It's just, it hasn't stopped. And it's, oh, God, I don't want to do that. And don't talk about dope in the whole show. Um, so anyway, I'm going to admit that I'd love to see TJ win simply because he seems like a halfway decent guy. Um, although, Aquitz doesn't really deserve it win for his team as he's acting like kind of an elitist D-bag recently. Do you hear his quote, his comment? It was a while ago. I think it was uh, April or maybe even 
before or around the zero time when he was saying he was trying to explain why there are so many more crashes in the peloton these days. He was blaming it on the fact that there are um, less experienced, lower budget teams in these bigger races and their riders are sketchy, um, which is a kind of a funny comment coming from the man who got his start with 7-Eleven and was one of those wild card teams that got into the to the big race into the tour and yet now he's forgotten all that and he's making harsh comments against teams with with lower budgets kind of an asshole thing to say um i don't know jim personally so and i'm probably not going to get any interviews with him uh for statements like that but i don't think tj is going to win i think a podium would be cool i think he tj thinks a podium would be cool um, nice to see something. You know what I wish? I wish Wiggins was still around. The guy always gave, gave great quotes. And it seems like a guy who I'd like to have a beer with. Doesn't he? I mean, it'd be cool. I wish there were more writers like that. What else? What else am I looking forward to at the tour? Oh, I love having a bike race on every day. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, even though I'm sounding like a big grumpy guy, but I love having the race on every day. I actually get up in the morning, watch that broadcast in the morning so I can see it live. You get a little bit more in-depth stuff. Uh, it's a longer feed, so you're going to get to hear and see a lot of the stuff and maybe even some oops or some swear words or a guy pulling over and take a pee and having his... You know, his dick out on national, world, global television. Um, they edit all that stuff out in the evening broadcast. So it's kind of fun to see the morning one. Not because I want to see guys take B, but you, but you get that a little bit more of the real feel. And you get to feel what probably all you folks in, in Europe across the pond get to see regularly. We don't get that. We have a short Americanized broadcast. And it, and so I watch the, that one in the mornings. And then the evenings, I... um catch up on on the prime time i have that on in the background there's some interviews there's some more exciting not necessarily ex, you know exciting but um some more segments more bits more interviews that they got throughout the day which is kind of cool so um so that's kind of fun so i usually have that on in the background while i'm making dinner or something like that and my family doesn't get to see the morning broadcast because my son doesn't get up and my wife works so there you go i work too but you know down here uh, broadcast team, I think is, I, I, I looked all around. I don't know if there's anything different. Somebody send me a note if there is something different. Um, I think it's going to be the same team as usual. Phil and Paul doing the play by play. And by the way, I say we drink every time Phil says something incorrectly. Um, he's, should I be mean and say, no, should, it's hard to say something mean against Phil Liggett. You know, you could say the years that he was fully into Lance and look back on him and shame on you, but, you know, a lot of us were fully into Lance. Um, I, you could say that he's getting a little older and not as sharp as he used to be, but the guy's been around for a long time. He was the only thing with a brain that got us through the John Tesh years. If you know what I'm talking about, you saw those broadcasts back in the days when John Tesh basically used the tour coverage as a opportunity to provide his his symphonic music synthesizers 
He'd just get a riff and he'd repeat it over. Yes, I'm actually singing one of the John Tesh songs because I remember it. It's stuck in my head. I actually went for rides and envisioned myself as a okay, I was a kid, okay? Riding in the race and and, and John Tesh musics, you know, as they're commentating me to the victory. <laughs> you did it too. Shut up. I wasn't the only one. Uh, dee, 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 dee. And there goes Pat for the attack. Yeah, it's going to be a close sprint. Oh my God. Where was I? Oh, yeah. Sorry, I got lost. Uh, so, Phil has been around for a long time. He's He tends to make some verbal mistakes throughout the broadcast. I say we drink every time something goes wrong. The guy's a legend, so I can't bash on him too else. Who else? Bob um, Boobka role is going to probably be on the prime time. Uh, Christian Vandeveld, newish guy to the broadcast. I know a lot of you who are angry about dopers are screaming at your iPod right now about me needing to say something bad about Christian. I don't give a shit, to be honest. I think I think if the entire broadcasting staff was was all dopers fine just as long as they're not in the race and um there'll be some other guy in primetime coverage usually the the kind of the host guy i don't know who that is for a while there god i can't miss it it's not schlanger schlanger does the road stuff i don't know adrian something yeah somebody will be there the the nameless faceless guy that introduces the whole bit and gets it going usually has nice hair and uh, who else will be? Oh, you know who I like is is that uh, the guy on the motorcycle, Steve Perino. I actually like his bits. He's he seems kind of funny, and he gets some interesting information throughout. So I like Steve. So I and I've I've if you watch any NBC Sports, that guy is doing every gig he can find. I watch him do ski stuff in the winter. I watch him do all kinds of ex, you know extreme sports and. He seems to be fairly competent about cycling, so I, uh, I, I don't mind Steve at all. I think that's a cool bit to have somebody out on the course. Um, so I don't know. It, you know, I look forward to that. I look forward to his his little segments. Um, I think he can almost get away with being the guy in the in the you know in the, uh, the main host of the show. So I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. Oh well. Apparently, I'm I have a thing for Steve Perino. You heard it here first. Had a man crush on Steve Perino. So those are some things I'm looking forward to. And if you uh, have listened to this show at all, you know that uh, now's the time when I, I get to bitch a little bit. Uh, some things that are kind of kind of bug me. Other than the fact that, uh, yeah, we watch almost a month's worth of the same commercials over and over and over again. You know the ones. There's going to be some Geico ones, and I hope it's not that uh, new one with a, I'll stand by you, won't let nobody hurt you, because, oh, shit, I can't go for three weeks of hearing that. Um, I, I, I really hope the, the, is it another insurance one? At last, my love. Or, or the khakis, that's another. God, they're all insurance ones that bug me. She sounds hideous. What are you wearing? Uh, khakis. 
I, there are. I hope there's something new, and I hope there's something of, of mild interest. Um. So there you go. What was I talking? About? Oh yeah, the commercials. <laughs> Sorry, I just got a text, and I, I usually put that off. Okay. Um. Let's be honest. This is something that bugs me. Um. And and I, I don't know if you disagree with me or not. Bike racing on TV can be kind of boring. I know I'm biting the hand that feeds me. Um, it is. It's kind of boring. The attacks in the mountains are cool, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about doping, but since doping has kind of tailed off, <laughs> and when I say tailed off, uh, tailed off is in quotes because who knows. Um, the feats of strength, the amazing, holy shit, how is that guy doing that? Look at him go. You're not seeing that anymore, and it's kind of made bike racing a little slow. I have some friends who usually will come over at some point throughout the summer, and I've got the bike racing on, and I'm, I'm talking to them about them, people who aren't bike racers. Um, and they'll look at me, and they will be interested simply because I am talking about it, and they're being polite. Um, but... It's a lot of just watching a peloton ro- roll along, and um, time trials are. Let's be honest, time trials on TV are about as exciting as watching paint dry. You're just staring at a guy's ass and a clock at the bottom. That's it, and and so it's not a whole lot of fun. Um, let's you know how how are the how the the entire tour plays out. Let's be honest. Every year we get the sprint stages early on. Somebody gets the jersey for a short time. The breaks happen every day, and barely any of them make it away. The only breaks that really stay away are in the final few like week of the tour. Um, the mountains will happen, and the overall winner will probably take one of the stages. The only mountain stages that are ever exciting, I God, I'm sounding like a little whiny bitch. The only ones, the only ones that are exciting, let's be honest, are the mountain top finishes because everybody just goes over the top of those mountains together. You get some dwindling, but then there's the final, the the final climbs where you have a mountain top finish where things get aggressive and things get exciting. But other than that, there's really not a whole lot going on. I hope I'm wrong. I hope there's something that really lights shit up this year. You know, a guy like Tinkoff could actually be something to make part of the tour exciting. Give us something to talk about. Because it's the stupid shit that comes out of his face. Make it exciting. Maybe we need more people like that. I'm excited for the presidential election in the United States simply because Donald Trump is running. Because the stuff that's going to come out of his face are so is so funny. It's going to be just awesome. Maybe Tinkoff will do that for us in the tour. I love seeing some of the smaller teams do something. I hope some French riders actually get something going on. It is their home tour, for crying out loud. And um, Pino and who was the other guy? Crap. I can't remember the other Frenchman. We had two Frenchmen high up in the standings last year. And it was cool to see some of that from those guys, especially from FDJ, some of those smaller teams. Uh, this Quebec team that's coming in, it, it sees some of their aggressions, even though Akovich thinks they're all going to crash or something like that. Um, oh, my God, I hope Trek does something. 
because right now, let's be honest, why are they even fielding a team? Because they haven't really had much of anything. Um, I hope it stays tied up to the last days. I mean, the dream would be like the Le Mans-Fignon year, but that's probably not going to happen. But it'd be cool to see something like, oh, my God, it's coming down to the last two or three days instead of, let's be honest, last year's tour pretty much after the uh, the cobbled stage was kind of over. I mean, didn't Nibali hold it for the rest of the tour? I'm I'm talking to my dog who's sitting on the ugly couch in the corner when he's asleep. Nobody, I, I, I think he did. So anyway, um, I, I hope we get something out of it because in years past, it's just seemed like we, the, the luster has lost it a little bit. And I probably associate that with doping. I wish there was a way to spice up those initial parts of the stages. Um, yeah, yeah, the riders have to cover a long distance. Endurance is a part of the event, and it's crucial to it. You know, it's not a series of crits. Um, maybe it's the American me that wants immediate action, wants some sort of a something to spice it up throughout that first, let's be honest, two-thirds of, of the majority of the stages. A lot of those stages, you know, they're, they're long. They have rollers. They have some climbs. They might not be a – they're not a mountaintop finish. They finish descent into a town of some sort. And uh, you don't get a whole lot of action going on there. Kind of like the sprint points. You know, the sprint points are kind of cool, but do any of us really follow those sprint intermediate sprints very closely? Maybe if there's drama going on. And this is what the classics bring. The classics bring that excitement. You know, there are epic moments throughout the stage that are happening in a classic. You've got... Um, you know, you've got uh, the Ardennese classics with the major climbs throughout them, and you're seeing just riders explode. You've got the cobbles. You've got, um, what am I thinking, Tour of Flanders types of, of cobbled nasty climbs, stuff like that, that to kind of throw that in. And um, it makes it more exciting throughout. But when you've got three weeks of racing, riders can't go all out. They can't do any massive dramatic heroics because they've got to be able to race again the next day. And so we're not seeing a whole lot of that. So maybe it's just that I'm burned out on tours, even though I don't get to watch the Giro because fucking Comcast in my town dropped Universal Sports. Yeah, I know I could watch it online. Go to Steep Hill TV and click on five links, and then you have to wait for the ad to load, and then it'll freeze up, and then come on. No, I just want to be able to turn on my TV and watch it. I didn't get. I don't get to watch the Giro. I don't get to watch uh, the Welta, and and here I am complaining about the one tour I get. God, you're a whiny person, Pat. So I don't know. I want him to. Ex- I, I don't want like death race 2015. I don't need the Running Man. You know. I know these are athletes, not homemade. You know, robots in Thunderdome of a Ring of Death. You know. I I don't want people to get hurt. But uh, we got we got to get. Some, I wish there was some way to spice it up. Some of those longer stages where it's just you're watching the peloton going. You can hear Phil and Paul just in that kind of like they just want to go to sleep mode. And that does it, especially if you're up watching the the really early broadcast. Oh my God, I fall asleep. Sometimes I do. I'll just I'll just lie there on the couch, put my cup of coffee on the table, and and I'll I'll be out cold until Phil or Paul's voice gets up in amplitude. Um, so I don't know. You guys, do me a favor. Tell me some of your thoughts on this. I you know why I I've been getting some correspondence, quite a bit of correspondence from you guys. Um, I know that 
because the gap in in shows has been there but uh you guys you guys always seem to offer me up good good thoughts on that so tell me what you think are is the tour are some of the moment are those moments of the tour as boring as i think they are um and and if if so how do we spice them up how do how do they make them more exciting so there you go that's my tour that's my tour preview that's all i'm offering you we are 29 minutes into the show and i'm finished with talking about the tour de france now what am i gonna do um, I will be producing regular updates throughout, you know, I'm not going to give you a re- top five finishes. I'm not going to give you results. You don't come to this podcast for that kind of a kind of information. My God, you go to one of the big warehouse websites, you know, cycling news, Pez, whatever they might be to try and find that kind of stuff. And for those of you who are tuning in to try and listen to triathlon information, um, sorry. Um, uh, it's July is, is it's the tour. Um, so send me, I'll be doing that. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, go to the Facebook page, type something in, or even better using your mobile. You can leave a, a voicemail, uh, type of recorded message on Facebook. So go to the, the pack filler page on Facebook and, um, and send us stuff. I, I, I'll try to figure out how I can get those on the air and, and do that. So let's see other topics. What's going on? Oh my God, you guys, it is, um, I'm in the Northwestern United States. It, a lot of you guys are probably thinking, oh, Alaska, it's always cold there. No. Um, we have this weekend Ironman Coeur d'Alene happening about 30 miles away from us. It's going to be 104. 104 for Ironman. We also have a big basketball tournament, which means in, in downtown Spokane here, where which basically means every pit bull owner takes off his shirt and, and comes down and is pretty convinced he, he's – He's two free throws shy of an NBA career. Um, that's a people watching opportunity if you want one, but I'm not going down there. Not 104. My God, people. Are, oh my God, it's going to be horrid. Iron Man's going to be brutal. They offered up. They're actually starting at a half hour earlier, so they're starting at 5:30 for for Iron Man Cortland. That was, it was really polite of them, wasn't it? Five, 30 minutes earlier. That should change the entire race experience. Are you kidding me? It's not going to do shit. People are going to be melting. Oh, my God. I would be, if I was a competitor for Ironman Coeur d'Alene, I would be nervous. Uh, most of the people are going to be listening to the show after it completes, and maybe we'll do a, a, a post-update, but that's got, it's going to be brutal. I can't believe it. Um, good luck to you guys. Good luck to you guys. And, yeah, man, if you made it through and, you've, and you're listening to this after the race, wow. Sit, tell me how it went, okay? Uh, what else is going on? Oh, our local Wednesday race has just ended. I, I do have to thank my friends uh, Gino and, and Eric. Eric's with uh, Nomads Timing. Check them out, M-O-M-A-D-Z, Nomads Timing, for putting it together. Um, God, I'm liking mountain bike racing lately. People are laid back. They have beer. Competition's good, and then as soon as the race is over, everybody's back to smiling and having a good time. You're not hearing the yelling at each other like you're seeing at some of the other events. Um, it's been fun. That 24-hour race, uh, which we haven't had Mark do his recap on. Oh, God. We'll, we'll have to recap that on, on the next time I get Mark into the studio. Um, it's, a, it's a fun environment. It's, it's laid back. It's cool. I think roadies and triathletes need to take a page from some of these guys. Not, not the guys who smoke cigarettes and just do downhills but um the feel is a lot more fun it's really cool um 
uh, that was fun. I, that kept me going. That was something to stay motivated with. I did a gravel ride recently um, put on by some folks over in Coeur d'Alene. It's about 50-plus mile ride over some pretty intense terrain. It was my first foray into that new gravel grinding. I don't know if I really like that people are calling it gravel grinding. Um, we got to come up with something better than gravel grinding. I mean, cyclocross has a kind of a cool name. Uh, I don't know. What do we call it? It's gravel riding. Dirt road riding. I don't know. Something like that. But it is 50 miler, uh, over 50 miles, I think. Uh, pretty, pretty nasty terrain. Pr- some major climbs up and around the Coeur d'Alene mountains and hills around the area. Uh, it was, it was great. I showed up, of course, late. Um, the ride was leaving as I was taking my bike off the car. It's not an entry fee kind of a thing. It's you know, it's put on by some bike shops in the Coeur d'Alene area, and and um, it's just kind of everybody lets meet at this time and and go. Okay, they provided maps and arrows and stuff like that. And so I showed up late, and I got lost, uh, heading out trying to chase down the group. I'm trying to go as fast as I can, and I missed the first turn. Turn around, came back. I was thinking, shit, that's it. My day's over. I'm not gonna be able to find the course. Fortunately, the guy who was organizing the whole thing was trying to catch up too because he was waiting for the last rider, hence me, to go. And he got me kind of back on track and back on course and and back the way I was supposed to be going. Um, Thank you for that. Um, But I only really saw about four riders. I caught four and um, I caught caught three. And uh, there was one guy who was riding his cross bike and he had tubulars and he flatted and he had to walk out because he didn't have a replacement. So there's something to think about when you're riding tubulars on a cross bike. Um, and I, of course, didn't pay attention to the map. And there was an actual route for people on cyclocross bikes that you're supposed to take an early turn and not do this like six, seven mile stretch. And so I ended up doing the six, seven mile stretch that was really, really majorly only for mountain bikes. <laughs> Oh, you guys, um, taking a cross bike over some pretty rough, brutal terrain, um, toenails, baby heads, whatever you want to call them. They're just a lot of rocks sticking out and really bumpy. Um, my fingers felt like they were going to fall off. Thankfully I was alone. So nobody could hear my moans. I'd hit some of the big ones and you just get this, uh, uh, I don't know where the sound was coming from out of me, but it was just, it was, uh, and um but i got through the whole thing it was it was a great ride and i guess they're going to do another one in the in the fall and i'll maybe i'll drop some video on it and and get some some conversations with some of the people on it it was it was great next time i should um i should definitely start with the group it'd be a good idea a really good idea um Oh God, yes, and I do have to talk about this before I end up this before I finish up this this solo show here. Um, a lot of you guys read the blog, the Pack Filler Rants on the website, and um, I I know what I said, and I'll say it. I'll, I'll start with this. You should probably sit down if you're not. I've been running. I have. I've been running. The blog stated uh, a couple posts there that I was going to do a marathon, right? Okay. A couple months ago, wife and I, spring break, Portland, I'm talking to her about the marathon. And uh, a couple beers later, we agreed that we were going to do it together. 
And um, I'm going to have to bail on that idea, you guys. The missus has something going on with her Achilles tendons, and um, she can't really get any major mileage, and there's no way in hell I'm doing that alone. So um, I did, however, start running, and I have been doing some running, and there's been a huge difference that has changed my ever-standing opinion upon running. I got some new shoes. Um, I got I got rid of, and I'll, I'll say their name. They're just not my shoe for me. I got rid of the Newtons. Um, if you've rid, if you've run on Newtons, if you know what Newtons are, there are a lot of people who fully believe in that shoe. Um, it's it kind of encourages you to land on your mid or forefoot, and kind of like you're running on a beach. It's a it's not a bad concept. It just was not a concept working for me. Um, I know a lot of people who swear by them, but I can't do it. I, I, I'd come home and I would my calves would be tight to the point of a couple weeks. Um, yeah, I stretch and all that stuff, um, soreness, all torps, sorts of things like that. Um, so I ditched those. I got rid of them and um, I went over to my local shoe store. Notice I didn't say I bought them online. Um, really expensive shoes um too expensive in my opinion i don't think anybody should for running shoes i don't think you should ever pay this much i think i paid about 170 bucks um some of the and i'm going to pronounce the shoe name wrong probably the hokas or hookas hakas hookas hooka um h-o-k-a it basically looks like an over steroided up sketchers shape up shoe the sole on these things are huge I really feel stupid walking around in them. But, oh, my God, they help my running. I come home from a run, and I am fine. I feel good. I bought their trail runners, and they're awesome. It's, it's, it's a gigantic. You guys, I'm not, I'm not messing around. It's at least an inch thick of a sole. It's huge. But I'm not sore. I feel like, I feel like an idiot, but it works. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to find something to train for you guys. I guess is the the in and out of it. Somebody offering up an idea. I need something. Road racing's bored for me. Same races, same people, same courses. I'm t- I'm tired of some of those things. You know what I am trying to do? I'm trying to t- this, and this isn't really a uh, uh, endurance type of a thing to challenge. But um, in your request to bring video to the podcast, I am talking the great Mark Hodgson into um, attempting something that should not be attempted by many, uh, only the brave. Uh, I think sometime in the next two weeks, we're going to do a beer mile and we're going to, we're going to record it and we're going to post it. Um, if you, if you don't know what a beer mile is, it is to be done. You should look it up. Especially, I think somebody did the video footage of a world champion beer mile. Uh, you got to do it on a track. Or something set out to be, you know, four laps, uh, that style of a, of a track. And you start out, drink a beer, do your lap. Drink a beer, do a lap. Drink a beer, do your lap. There are some people who are doing, I think, like five sub-sixes at least. And they're going this fast. Mark and I will not be going that fast. But um, I think Mark is really is, is going to do it. It might be kind of funny. So hopefully we'll do something like that. Um so uh, other than that, video thing is coming along. So we're going to be adding that to uh, 
any other challenges, if you guys think some good ones, gear reviews, such, throw some our ideas, and we'll start adding that video element to the site. There are some people, as I say, who do it extremely well. They're, we're not going to be offering up training advice. Uh, we're not going to be offering up a whole lot of, you know, very specific gear reviews, uh, like, you know, what it's like to ride the new Trek Madone, because there's some people who do that and who do that very well. Um, so we're only going to keep the tongue-in-cheek version of it and, and do stuff like that. Um, okay, where can you see us? Live events. Look for us at uh, the Chelan Man in Chelan, Washington, July 18th and 19th. Mark's going to be the voice at the Race the River uh, Triathlon in Coeur d'Alene on the 19th of July. So look forward to that if you're in our region. Uh, Mark will be in the studio hopefully next week for a regular edition of the show. I had to get a Tour de France intro preview whatever it might be out there and so i have done that we'll see you at the tour you guys send me your predictions see what you think take care